Big thanks to Bombfell for supporting FilmSack. Bombfell is an online personal styling service for men that helps you find the right clothes for you. Get $25 off your first purchase at bombfell.com slash filmsack. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash filmsack. The greatest feeling you can get in a gym or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Oh, like I said, I'm busy anyway. This is FilmSack. Sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 346, and we are mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. He can help. <laughs> sorry. He can help move your poorly parked Italian car, Dunaway. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, hi. Mr. Olympia, lost and found. How may we pump you up today? <laughs> Just a little levity, sir. Yes, I, I totally understand. You, you've lost your shirt, and that's no joke. Okay, so can you describe the shirt for me? It's red, right. Well, we have a lot of red shirts, sir. Can you tell me what size it is? A large, but it wears like a youth small on your hulking body. Oh, okay. And, and white trim? Oh, well, that does narrow it down. So... Can you tell me, does it have any ironically cute pictures on it, like an owl or a cartoon dog? <laughs> oh, oh, it does. It, it, it has Mickey, Mickey Mouse on it, uh, you say. Uh, where are you calling from, anyway? The lobby. Oh, oh okay, what's that? Oh, you, you can see me? Oh, oh, oh I, I, I see you waving now. Um, my, you are one large shirtless man. Really kind of hard to miss. What's that? The shirt I'm wearing? Um, oh, yeah, uh, it's red with white trim and has Mickey Mouse on it. Hold, please. <laughs> it's like a play in three acts. I enjoy that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, also with us, Randy, you should see what he can do with a water bottle, Jordan. Hello? <laughs> did he run Did he run too? I don't Aloha, know. Aloha, Scott. Go ahead. Aloha. You know... The greatest feeling you can get while preparing to podcast, or the most satisfying feeling you can get while preparing to podcast is the dump. Let's say you're <laughs> about to do a show. You go drop a deuce right before, and that's what we call the dump. You squat into this really tight feeling like your, your hind end is going to explode at any minute, and it's really tight. It's like someone's blowing air into it, into your backside. It just blows up, and it feels really different. It feels fantastic. <laughs> All three of you know you were there about 15 minutes ago. Mm. I do like the pre-show dump. Yeah, pre-show dump's a good dump. Nothing wrong with that. Also, and finally with this, Brian, huge men and tiny panties, Ibit. 
That's so true. <laughs> okay, uh, hi, gentlemen, and uh, welcome to the 2017 Mr. Olympia competition. Now, the times have changed, and for your pose down, we're going to be introducing some new moves for you to make. Okay, so this first one is going to have you down on one knee with both hands outstretched down and in front of you. Yes, we call this one resetting the router. Okay, <laughs> uh, this next one has you standing up and both of your arms straight out at shoulder length. Uh, at shoulder height with the wrist slightly curled up. This is called helping bring in the groceries. Okay. All right, this last one, you're going to be slightly hunched over with your hands around your back, uh, with your hands placed right down there on your lower back, and we call this one the result of years of overexerting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Thank you. This, this is my life. Y'all at home, the people at home, they have no idea what we've done here. We've watched a documentary. <laughs> what have we done, Scott? We watched, oh, dear God. We watched what a documentary, we and I don't know what took us along or why this one got picked or whatever, but we always said, you know, one day we're going to do a documentary. We've also said one day we're going to pick something animated that's, a, you know, appropriate for the show, and we'll still get around to that, but... We hit we hit both marks this week. Yeah, I guess we kind of did. <laughs> yeah, we wanted something with huge out of proportion uh, uh, characters, and gosh darn it, we got two with one stone. But anyway, it's a it's a little movie called Pumping Iron. Came out in 1977, and I don't remember this at all. So when Ibit brought it up some time ago, it was a complete mystery to me that this even existed or what it was about. I assumed it was something uh, about this, and then I started looking it up. I'm like, oh, okay, this is that famed. Schwarzenegger Ferrigno uh, versus battle deal, which I guess I'm a little, I'm slightly disappointed in because even leading up to this, we had people writing in saying, I do not like how Schwarzenegger treated Ferrigno. I think Ferrigno got the shaft really? and, and oh, all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, really? This isn't, this was really benign. I didn't feel like it was any kind of versus thing, really. Not yeah, really. Oh, interesting. It, I, I thought that there was some, some insulting, like, Wow, you make so much noise when you're lifting. Why do you have to make so much noise? <laughs> but that was that was just competitive sports, right? Because I mean, he didn't do anything outside exactly. the realm. Well, yeah, so it's but, not necessarily the realm of competitive sports. I mean, this is pretty lightweight yeah, compared to. I thought so too. I mean, recently we've seen we've wow. seen uh, we've seen guys what wear a fu shirt. Yeah. Uh, that that fu suit, the guy with the with the pinstripes that said fu oh, yeah. all up and down. I mean, come on, that's yeah, a that's a real insult. Yeah. Well, we've got and, that. I mean, what's the the big fight coming up now with McGregor and uh, who's the boxer that he's fighting? Oh, who's uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather? Mayweather, Mayweather yeah. Mayweather, so Mayweather yeah. McGregor. There's a lot worse going on there than yeah. there was between. Schwarzenegger and, and Fregno. Yeah, but... I just want to point out Schwarzenegger didn't give uh, Fregno the shaft. He gave Franco Colombo the shaft uh, <laughs> in that hotel room they were staying in together in South Africa. Uh, no yeah, kidding. Why did they have the beds pushed together? Uh, right together. And it wasn't the uh, only time. Ricky Ricardo and Lucy had more space between them. <laughs> they other, did. Other, there's, that's not the first time we see all these guys laying right up against each other. It's the first time is when they go to the beach yep. and they're all, I guess it took me a while to realize they're getting tan. I didn't read right. the the scene never tells you what in the world they're doing out there, except they're having some kind of slumber party. Yeah. Arnold's like, sleeping it, in part of it. Or at not, least it's, yeah. it starts with him sleeping. Right. Not, not that there's anything wrong with being physically close to another man. I, no. but you're right, but you're right. The, the, but what we assume to be a very manly sport seemed <laughs> a little more, uh, intimate you know someone at, at, at ease with their uh, physical presence yeah possibly. it surprised yeah. me so yeah let's get this out of the way right now i mean there's this is a very it feels like a very homoerotic movie well, and you gotta understand <laughs> we know it's, it's not it's intended years to old. be right? it's 40 years old 
but even I mean, forty years old. I mean, even if you looked at this forty years ago, you'd still say, "Wow, it's uh, you know, you got a lot of guys uh, rubbing oil." You know what, Brian? Over, uh... Brian, let me give you a little background so you can explain this. Game. Sure. Here we go. Okay, now. now <laughs> yes. Thank you. But is because the music does not help in right. the movie whatsoever. It's like. But is it? <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it because we associate such a free love type? Like, I when I think of no. porn. When I think of porn, I really and bad porn, I think of the seventies. And so bad hair, everything is here. Yeah. Bad hair is here yeah. for uh, for this movie. Uh, a lot of oiled up people. That, yeah. That's very seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of bad seventies uh, music. Yeah. And so it's it, almost in that all regard, here. Yes. It's almost all here. It's it's all it's missing is the actual pornography. All the all the, <laughs> all the dang wood paneling and all the you know the gems and everything. It yeah. was just yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's totally right. So I you know whatever. It's a thing of its time. It's old. It's uh, <laughs> it's old. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I looked at it. I mean, part of me, there were times where I was like, oh, this is like a real documentary. I kind of like this. I'm into this. <laughs> and then there were other times where I was like, this this crowd's this plant. These people are not cheering normal. Oh, this yeah. is weird. Like people going, yeah, look at him. He looks so cool. And I, I'm like, you're I not totally real. You. Yeah, the, the, initial, um, the initial crowd you see that's like, disbelief flailing their arms and yelling like they're watching the greatest thing ever and then it's just you know three guys up on stage doing one pose after another of yeah right. by it the was, way if by the way if there's three places for three people competing no one's gonna lose right because <laughs> that's what we have well but they kicked out fourth place because uh oh. you know what's his face cats uh yeah Mike oh yeah cats. Pearl, Mike cats and his great hair poor, yeah. poor old shirtless cats oh <laughs> poor old shirtless this cats. movie this movie has so much drama yeah i didn't expect these guys like i got i got that schwarzenegger's larger than life and everything yeah. but i didn't expect them to be so dramatic all the time yeah like, they were much more than i thought too that surprised me and and, they, and yeah. also made me wonder if most of that stuff not scripted per se but encouraged you know Oh, like, I think so for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, so when your dad, when your dad is Salieri and he killed Mozart, and all he does <laughs> is push, 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 and talk, 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 talk. Yeah. Like you're gonna, you're gonna feel something. Sure. But like, like the here's the other problem I have with the movie, or, or a problem, maybe the only problem outside of its datedness and some of the porny aspects. But the uh, the whole the whole thing that. Um, that we had in the beginning, which was a, a whole other rivalry that, that just kind of went away. We have like three chicks in the bucket in this movie, and they are all mm-hmm. bodybuilders who we thought this movie was about. And then they were just poof, gone, including the guy that won, the redheaded uh, kind of freckle dude that, that beat the, the teacher. This uh, is great, what happened great to that marks. guy? Where did he go? Like, what, what are we just done with them? Well, and why did know, we see him in the first place? That was really weird, I thought. Th- this is, to me, what almost makes this not... A documentary, but almost like what we have now with reality TV. You have some of those red herrings who are like, yeah. this may be who we're going to follow. Invest. Nah, just kidding. These people are gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think there was, I don't know. I it. I think the line is kind of blurred for this to be a documentary. You're not entirely certain that the filmmakers know they're making a, a cohesive film. And right. that's the that's the weird the thing about it. Like, uh, Mr. France shows up in the very last scene, yeah. and and damn near uh, takes the whole thing away from everybody. Like, that's that sort of thing. You you wonder like, did the filmmakers even know that was a possibility? Because they get they spend a lot of time letting Arnie be Arnie and talk about his philosophies and so forth. 
for me, that's the best thing they do. Like, mm-hmm. I wish the whole film had just been maybe Arnie talking about how they, why they do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was a true, maybe this is true documentary making at its essence because there's only, you know, there's only one or two probably cameramen, cameramen who were filming this and they didn't know who to follow because they didn't know who was going to win. Well, Arnold was a safe bet, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he'd already done it five years in a row. Yeah, he was old, but, old hat at this point, yeah. right? But like, trying to, but trying to figure out the upset, you had to follow a couple of different people. Yeah, you can't just throw that footage on the floor. I mean, right? this was this yep. was him about to go do Terminator. Like this is right. we're literally at that right. moment of you're just about no. out of here for Terminator, right? No, Terminator, no, this is like this seventy seven. No, no, this is like seventy seven. You had Terminator in what eighty? About to do Commando, right? Eighty four. 84 so it's like oh, half really? a decade that's still a pretty long okay. time what, what what was he what was he gearing up for because i know he was this, he was gonna quit conan conan oh, no freaking. hercules right because both of no hercules was earlier hercules yeah hercules was, uh, happened 1970 yeah all right so yeah conan uh, let's see the villain didn't see it scavenger hunt nope nope uh conan the barbarian 1982 is the next right. thing yeah that's about right the next mm-hmm. thing it's about right because mm-hmm. this thing hits theaters in 77 78 through 82 you're you know you're getting your business done you're, you're, you're building your shit career or whatever but he I, I i i'm with randy this should have been and i wish there was one and maybe there is one but i would love like just a a full-length documentary that is all about arnold well, guess what? arnold coming here and working toward the time <laughs> Hello. Hello. there guess, guess what there is a there is a well there is a hat on a hat documentary there is a documentary about this documentary what okay yeah, yeah. really what? okay That's, i need to see it i would it. like to see that there's a pumping iron, the documentary, documentary. There is a, right, there is a, is it raw iron or something like that? And it is a follow-up uh, to the documentary talking about what happened up to the documentary, the documentary itself, and where everybody ended up afterwards. And what's so, the yeah. point? Oh, so it's just a follow-up, kind of sequel kind of thing? Yeah, kind of a follow-up. Where are they now? Oh. Well, they're, uh, we know where most of them are. Yeah, Ferrigno uh, became the Hulk. and uh, yeah. So when, when uh, this is another thing that bugged me in the movie. There's a scene toward the end where Arnold's going to win. And they're announcing the winners. Third place goes to uh, Frigno. Frig- Frigno. Frigno. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, this is in the Tallman category. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it where they called it the yeah. Tallman yeah, category. Yeah, the Tallman category. But before he went back there, uh, they're all kind of like, you know, nervous up there, whatever, kind of like chattering back and forth and stuff. And at some point, Arnold leans over and whispers in Frigno's ear. Yeah, yeah. And I went... Who's, who's, who's hard of hearing, by the way? Yeah, I went <laughs> way more than hard of hearing, like... At this point, certify, certifiably deaf. He's not going to hear that whisper. Right. And right. so I'm thinking to myself, and he kind of leans into it. And so I thought to myself, well, one of two things is going on here. One, he's not as deaf as we've been led to believe. Or two, Arnold's just dumb for leaning in and trying to whisper <laughs> into this deaf guy's ear. So, so you, you're kind of challenged the whole film to figure out whether Arnold is smart or dumb. And it really comes to a crux in this one scene where he's giving an interview and the interviewer is like, so you're known as a prankster. Tell us about a prank. Oh, I love the prank. And then he starts talking about it, and you realize hes it's not a matter of smart and dumb. He's a 10-year-old boy trapped in a man's body. <laughs> yeah. he's, he thinks mind games are – he doesn't know the some, word mind games, but he thinks mind games are real and so some, on. Some bodybuilder to go up and scream every time he does a pose on stage <laughs> yes, until they yeah. finally kick the guy out. Yeah. That's like That is either the most brilliant strategy for making sure brilliant. you win – or he's just a horrible person. But he mentions uh, before that he talks about some of his influences and you would think, oh, other bodybuilders. But he's like, no, 
I'm really into dictators and yeah. stuff because they, <laughs> they were remembered for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Let me see yeah. how I can manipulate people. Yeah. So he is definitely the art of war kind of idea. To- totally. And it's, it's fun to see. I mean, you know, say what you want about Arnold and his various incarnations and, you know, where he's been and gone and all that. But it's hard not to admire just the raw, like, ambition of that guy dedication yeah to go from like skinny little kid in austria to this to all the other things he wanted to do to Mm -hmm. you know eventually governor of california and then sort of a disgraced version of that and now whatever he is now (laughs) disgraced version like he's just he's just a he is a force of nature and it's hard to deny that so more of that would have been would have been great i didn't you know as much as i felt bad for the seventh grade teacher that was trying to you know follow his dream and have terrible hair I still oh, that that Mr. Katz. Oh, he just Mr. been Katz, bullied. Yes. He'd been bullied his entire life. Even during the stupid thing, they were still took his dang shirt. It's right. Every time. Like just yeah. to mess with them. Like some guys laughing about, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take some of his stuff just to mess with them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you looked at what my cats looks like uh, these days, by the way? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Tell me no. the hair. Had the, had the hair for quite a while. And then <laughs> around about uh, looks like 2000, just basically shaved it he's he's uh a much older i mean obviously he's much older but he's like got like he aged a lot in the last right right i don't know we all do right eight to ten years mm, right well it was like a slow just judging by like dates and stuff that the photos and were taken and that's how we all age right because we all age up to a certain point but then you hit a spot and it's just like okay all the aging's happening right now good luck yep yeah. you just go downtown yeah. real quick i'm and, trying to find a photo and, of him i can't find a more recent one Oh yeah, nope. yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh yeah, my gosh! Bald with the bald, the Wilford Brimley looking dude is Mike Katz. <laughs> Weird. Is there, is there anything more unnatural while we're talking about Mike Katz and his poor hair that's disappearing? Is there anything more natural to <laughs> to anyone than these muscle guys who get rid of every bit of hair on their body, but oh. then they have like a huge mustache and this big <laughs> poofy hair? It's like a I don't know. It just feels weird. It's, it doesn't feel like it should be. Like, shouldn't you cut that short? They were so trapped yeah. in the style of the seventies. Right. It was. It was hard to watch at first. And of course, you're what you're really glaring at is this thing that's so strange that you don't always see, right? Which is the muscles on top of muscles mm. that almost feel like L- Lou Ferrigno. I kind of wanted his hair to be bigger. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, a little this bit. Ibit, this Ibit photo that Ibit descendants <laughs> is like. This is this is why you worry when you work out when you're young because you <laughs> right. may end up as this product. <laughs> right. So old. that's yeah. that's a picture of my cats four years ago, and he looks like he has ginormous breasts. Yeah. 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 Well, because he that's does. Right. Like he's well, he yeah. does. He's, he's literally yes. given himself. He gave himself these things. They are unsustainable in the long haul. And so if you look at Schwarzenegger with his shirt off on the beach, and those exist, those photos right. today, whoo, well, that is not. <laughs> That is not a natural uh, aging deal there. Like that's they're no. they're presented with a whole new I mean they, they all seem like he looks healthy like guys, he's wearing but... a fruit roll up. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the abuse continues here on wow. film sack yeah. too. Mike Katz is a bullied as a child, bullied well, as an adult, and I, bullied as a as And I want to I want to yeah. talk about that. Uh, the the thing that makes this movie good is Schwarzenegger. So you have all of these other people, and they're trying to give you a reason to care about bodybuilding, right? Mike Katz talks about how he was bullied when he was young. Franco Colombo was a small Italian who wanted to be, who wanted to, you know, be able to be stronger than the other ones around him. Lou Ferrigno is driven by Matty Ferrigno, who uh, we never understand why in the world they're doing this. But 
Arnold Schwarzenegger starts the film by saying, oh, you think it's weird? Let me explain it to you. And gives you an actual explanation about, about the mind of a sculptor. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, wow, yeah. He's actually uh, not only you know, like the best bodybuilder here, he's the strongest thinker. Of, yeah. the, of the group of them, mm-hmm. he's yeah. he's the philosopher here. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. And, and I will say that his explanation definitely gave me some clarity into like, oh, that totally makes sense. Like you look at it, you look at yourself in the mirror and say, all right, um, the shoulders actually look out of proportion with the rest of my body. Which right. I don't know how you look in the mirror when you look like some of these guys and say <laughs> everything looks out of proportion <laughs> on this body. But but you say, okay, my my leg, my uh, shoulders look out of proportion. And the equivalent of a sculptor throwing clay on them, you just start working out the shoulders more than anything else. And then you look at the next thing and say, okay, now my arms are a little bad and, and whatever. Yeah. And that, that kind of did open up to me like, all right, I kind of see where the, the quote unquote art form is in this. Yeah. And right. then you, you see them interacting with each other and you realize, oh, there's also a fraternal thing going on here. Mm-hmm. They they keep doing it because it's fun. They enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. But apparently mm-hmm. not uh, highly lucrative, the third place, because Lou Ferrigno uh, stopped after this year because he wasn't making enough money yeah. at, uh, at at bodybuilding. Well, he – oh, this oh that year, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, like 75 is when this actually happened. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So then three years later, out. he was the Incredible Hulk. That's right. Right. And then he was uh, – now he's just a – he's a con hopper now. That's what he does now. Yeah. He just goes to every con and sits at a table. I'm hopping. (laughs) Off I go. Makes people sign or people make him sign stuff. He was here. I saw him in Salt Lake and he he is an enormous human being. An enormous man. I've never like I'm going to say this. Sorry, Arnold, but of the two of you, Ferrigno has kept his shape better than you have. I hate to tell you. I mean, he really has. I'm looking at some beach shots of. Of Arnold walking around the beach with an iPad what? for some reason, um, <laughs> like he's taking pictures with it, and it's just oh, it's, just like my mother-in-law. Th- yeah, it's right. not good. <laughs> what's what's the age difference though? Because a lot of these guys were in their forties, mm-hmm. but of course, Frigno and uh, and Arnold were much younger at this point. Yeah. They were like twenty-eight Frigno, or something. Frigno was right? born in uh, fifty-one. Yeah. Right. When was yeah, Arnold? So he was, was even Arnie? younger. Was Arnie? Yeah, and Schwarzenegger was born in forty-seven. So four yeah, years. A little difference. bit different. Not yeah. much. Not much. Yeah. Um, but Fregno still gets gigs, though, as the, uh, the uncredited voice of the Incredible Hulk in the Avengers films. Right. Oh, wasn't that wasn't that just a little bit of fortuitiveness that that Hulk's voice is, is? We kind of can imagine it having like maybe a little speech problem or something like that. But it, it's kind of it. It works. No, no, mm-hmm. it totally works. No, he's mm-hmm. he's yeah. I I am you know I'm totally impressed with that guy. I think that. Some people yes. say he's a big jerk in real life, but whatever. I, I think Ferrigno's uh, an example of somebody who was kind of a skinny, dorky kid, found something he loved, totally went for it, lost his hearing as a as an infant, became like expert lip reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, like crazy good at that. Like, that's crazy oh, okay. to me how good mm-hmm. he is at that. I don't, I don't yeah. know that you ever get to see that from too many other people like that, but he's just, you know, props to that dude. Yeah. For, for pulling it's that hard. Out, it's not. Know? It's it's hard not to like either one of those guys. They, yeah. they're just they're both charming dudes. I gotta say, I thought the Italian yeah. guy, the Franco guy, I liked him a uh-huh. lot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked yeah. Him. And it makes you like when you start getting to know them a little bit. Then you go and look at them again, and they're all standing next to each other on a stage. You're like, I cannot tell the difference between these. People. <laughs> mm-hmm. How right. did they get judged? Yeah, like a bunch of muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I guess that's it. I mean, you just look at what's symmetrical and. 
proportionate and whatever, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, like I watch the Olympics every four years, like everybody else, and there's times when you're like, okay, I feel like I'm starting to understand diving or whatever. I can see how this how this person is winning. The the posing, no idea, nothing. I got nothing. They all look so odd. Even the (laughs) advice seemed weird. It's like Lou's dad said, "Oh, don't lean so far back. Your back wrinkles." And I'm like, "Is is that a judgment?" I mean, I know. Oh, he's lost two points for back wrinkles. (laughs) Right, he's got a really bad case of the back wrinkles. But but again, again, there's a scene where Schwarzenegger is talking to some up and comer in the gym, and he's a very short guy, and Schwarzenegger's giving him advice, and I'm like. Yeah, this makes total sense. Yeah. I totally get it. Schwarzenegger is so good at this, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. that yeah. they keep coming around to that and it makes the movie. Yeah, I agree. I you know what, you know my favorite part of this uh, episode has been so far is our is our uh, quiet judgment is we're throwing pictures back and forth of crazy (laughs) muscle men in our skype chat well i'm pretty sure this last guy's photoshopped this This last guy's photoshopped he has to be totally yeah Yeah, totally yeah um but i will say that this this does give me a new appreciation for uh rob liefeld's uh drawing oh yeah no (laughs) it it really does because when they turn sideways you're like oh their muscles do kind of do that that must be what he was looking at yeah I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't know how, I don't want to say anything out of turn here for anyone out there listening who might be a big bodybuilder fan, but I assume a lot of this is steroids, right? Like most of oh, it? Oh, yeah. A human, a human cannot get to this size without steroids. I'm pretty sure I could be totally wrong, but no, from everything know. I've read, I don't know how that is possible. You think that that would have come up even as a as a deterrent oh no your kids out there want to start bodybuilding there's never take steroids and right. you know use it as a as a thing i'm amazed that in the hour and a half of this film that steroids was never brought up at all right. ever yeah we except, pretend like it's 75 we pretend like this didn't exist well right? the only yeah, the only thing was, i noticed that that could have hinted at it at all is ferrigno taking like 30 different pills at his at his uh, dresser drawers right Right. And I thought, we always yeah. we always assume injectable steroids, right? Yeah, you know, that's right. Same, and we, I guess and so. we we all assumed those were just like vitamins, right? Well, right. yeah, maybe that's yeah. what they wanted us to assume. But I I felt like what I was looking at was I don't know. <laughs> that was a lot, a lot of vitamins. I feel like what you, am I looking at here? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was purely stuff you could buy at the GNC. Yeah, yeah right, right, yeah. Down, just down the street. But uh, but yeah, like these guys are. Mich- I mean, they're just beef machines i don't know how any of this is done <laughs> it's a beef machine the way they well, the, was, let's talk about the, the <laughs> porn aspect of this movie <laughs> okay so there were these moments of like all right i would like to drift your attention to the the weird red carpeted tiny gym room in uh in south <laughs> africa where they were all training before their actual competition right tiny room tiny, room. tiny room like every room so, they were in was tiny but so is that tiny that that right. One of them is like in a bunk, Schwarzenegger on the head with the barbells. and yeah. yeah, it was ridiculous. It was so small in there. And they were just, you couldn't help but like walk over a dude, sit on him, drip sweat on this guy, oh. rub this guy the other way. Like it, And the whole time it's that music the entire freaking time. <laughs> so I'm not saying that the d- directors had, there were two directors, that they had some, you know, secret little porny thing going. I'm just right. saying but it is, comes is off that a, way. Is this a lack of of for us to be able to accept, uh, you know, this much skin, because we're, we're talking about looking at somebody's muscles. And of course they're always in these little bitty shorty shorts. And as, you know, as, as, as men who grew up to not show off all your shorty shorts, is, is that our shortcoming? No, is that a, no, I don't think any of us are assuming 
one way or the other the the sexuality of any of these people. Right. I think I think what we're think I think well at least what what's what's comical to me is that they don't realize how weird some of the stuff that they're doing looks. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable at the regular gym. All right. Yeah. There's no way I can handle their gym. Well, part of, part of it is Way they're the, they're the width of like four normal people. And so, right. so them walking around in the tiniest little skimpy little wiener cover and they're so just inches from each other all the time. And they're just going <laughs> and slapping and right. just constantly looking at their biceps, always looking down. Look at this. Look at this. Poking at it. Ooh, look what I got. Poking. At it. it was just we to me that the whole thing felt just foreign to me. Let's look. Yeah. It was a lot of it was foreign. Could we just get past it and just get rid of the skibbies and just go ahead and show? Uh, you know, they just, do. There's just a do it. there's just, a shower scene. Well, there's a film. shower scene. Oh, you don't see anything, true. but there is a shower. Yes, scene. you do. Well, you get yes, a quick you, you get a quick glimpse of uh, of the Italian sausage. If, what, oh, if, you, if you pause it, you get the full Italian sausage. If you oh, I must have I must have right. missed it. You blinked. It Darn. wasn't it wasn't much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's just well, say maybe there are steroids. Yeah, I was gonna say the other effect of steroids was in full effect as well. In terms oh, of. My. oh uh, my! But anyway, they, it's fine. I as a sport, I gain. I thought I was just gonna laugh at this, and I came away with more respect than I expected. Um, and, and it's not it's not that I, I mean, I always ex- respected the work ethic it takes to do this. And, and, and it does it, whether, steroids or not. The stuff they have to do with weights and and training and stuff is unbelievable. So didn't you all feel like someone was going to throw their back out oh, every time <laughs> anyone convinced. did anything like me? I was afraid I was going to throw my back out watching it. Me? I was convinced I was going to see somebody's entire colon come out their shorts <laughs> right. any minute now because I was like, they're just going to they're going to shoot those right out. There's just no way. Yeah, they're not they're not doing something simple over and over and over. They're doing something really hard a few times. And it just like every time they showed him lifting weights, I'm like, oh, one of these guys, he's just gonna like snap his own arm off or something. Yeah. 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 Well, Wayne Arnold Gordon. said, you know, he's fallen over before, he's thrown up a bunch of times. Like yeah. you always see. That's, see... that's my he yeah. was talking about that as his line to keep going. That's my line to stop. Yeah. If I feel like I'm gonna faint, I'm like, nope. No, exactly. If listen, I I've seen those like actual competitions where somebody deadlifts a bunch of weight and then the first thing they do as soon as they get it over the head is yak everywhere. Like yeah. if I do that, I think I'm getting into a different line of work. I'm gonna go do yeah, something right. else. Right. And I'm so that's you. just me. I'm a puss. I get it. That's that's why you'll never be champion. Scott. No, I'll never, never I will never be an Olymp uh, Mr. Olympi Olympus? Mr. Olympus. Mr. Olympia. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, not Olympian or Olympiad. Just Mr. Olympia. <laughs> Where do we stand on the I mean, I, I have no problem with them competing, but um I, I find anyone, male or female, that does this, I find them to be so alien to me mm. that I don't I don't quite know how I mean, you once in a while you get Arnold. Once in a while you get The Rock. Once in a while you get somebody who's such a standout, so much charisma, so much everything that they can go on to have this enormous career and all sorts of other things. But so many of these guys don't, and I just don't know what the end game is. Like, okay, I got there, I took third. Now what? Well, I think a part of it is you don't you naturally distrust someone who could break your head off. Like, <laughs> you just it's really really hard, right? To to see that person and not feel uh, like scared for your life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, and that's... is there also kind of the tendency? And and we're all nerds. You know, we all were were uh, uh, maybe looked down upon in school for being on the nerdier side and less on the the athletic brawn and athletic side. Isn't right. it just kind of our natural instinct to say, well, they've they've got to be dumb because they're. 
bodybuilders. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta, you know, we just it, make that assumption. We're, and, we're confusing. And I did the same thing. I automatically was thinking dumb because I was like, really, Lou, you spent all night reading a muscle magazine. What's in a muscle magazine? I mean, pictures. I mean, how long does it take to read that? But I'm sure there's a lot of scientific. It's such a specific thing they're focused on that their interest is so laser focused. You assume ignorance and everything else, but they may be really smart because if I had a discussion with them, I'm sure they could tell me everything about nutrition and I would have no clue. Yeah, they probably and, could. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very focused. I don't, uh, I've never really felt like they were, I never felt like they were dumb. I just felt like they'd kill me. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> like, and that's, I think that's what, maybe Randy, what you're getting to is that, I mean, this is just human nature, I guess, but we see a, a version of the species that is, so much, I mean, at least visually stronger. I feel like I could outrun any of them. Like I could just go, all right, gonna, yeah, you could pound could, me into dust. I could dust, but, any of them. Because yeah, they, <laughs> you could outclap them. You could, you could definitely bend over and touch your toes out them. Right. Out, out mm -hmm. touch your toes them. I don't know the I last time you've could. seen. I, I don't, can't touch my toes very well. I think they've got me on, on that as well as a few other uh, things that they I, can do. But I, yeah. I want to I want to argue with the with the sort of like generalizing though because mm -hmm. I I was an athlete in high school I spent a lot of time in college in the gym I like the gym was attached to my favorite thing on campus which was the racquetball court and I spent a lot of time in there and I got to know a lot of people who spent all their time in there and it's it's it falls into groups like any other like it's not Yes. all meatheads it's some of them are meatheads some of them are smart some of them are reading books while they're working out like it there's different kinds of people in there well, the, sure. the bodybuilders at this level in this movie though they appear to all fall into the same bucket right like they all they all right. kind of think the same yeah they all fall in the yeah. same steroid and, and kfc bucket <laughs> and i'm definitely not saying that that assuming that they're not smart is right and i think it was more just a defense mechanism i had growing up in high school and getting you know, uh, treated, looked down right. upon for being a nerd by, when we walked by the jock blocks. Yep. So, yeah. So the only, the only defense you had was, well, you're stupid. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's pretty much it. <laughs> well, so, and to, to, to our credit, a lot of the jocks in my school were, were certifiably stupid. Like they were right. just kind well, of dumb guys. They I'd, probably didn't yeah. focus on grades. Right. And that's where we'd assume that they were stupid. No, there were some right. that not just didn't focus on grades, like full on were failing. And, and some of them got <laughs> like, like bailed out by teachers who didn't want to see them get off the football team. Like, that right. kind of stuff happened all the time, that kind of weird favoritism. So that stereotype, you know, persist, persisted for a long time. But then I've, you know, met plenty of people who are like freaking brilliant, go on to MIT that played, you know, that were quarterbacks or running backs or, or whatever. So, yeah, like right. like anything, it's stereotypes mm -hmm. are usually limited. But when you're a kid, you you know, you put up whatever defenses you had. One of mine was not giant pecs and huge arms. So I, <laughs> I had to come up with other ways to do it, you know. Well, and when you're a kid, you're thrown together with whoever you're thrown together with. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm I'm absolutely certain that whoever was Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend coming up <laughs> had a different experience than I right. did. Like, I played soccer. I was a goalkeeper. And you stand around a lot uh, talking to the defensive guys while the play happens down the field. A lot. Mm -hmm. And the guys I played, I grew up five miles from the Rio Grande. The guys I played soccer with were uh, English as a second language students. Mm -hmm. So, uh they didn't have really good English and they were always treated like dumb people, which right. is un totally unfair, like a hundred percent unfair. But I had this experience thinking of athletes in this certain way that, you know, that, that just happens to be how I came up, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. if, if I'd grown up somewhere else, I would have had a different experience with different people around me. Yeah. This movie is about all those people 
that are the same sort of coming together. Like they, he, he literally says, I couldn't wait to go to the United States. And then he gets to the U S he couldn't wait to go to muscle beach. Uh, the guy from Italy, same thing. They tell me I have to go to California. He goes to California. Like these are self-selected for kind of being dumb in the same way. And, and it comes through, you don't really, right. You don't mm-hmm. really look at any of them and, and, and think, they're, that's different than those the rest of them. No, right? no. Everything th- th- these were all the same class of whatever. And that brings me to a question. And I wrote this down because I don't know the answer to it, and I didn't do a lot of deep diving or anything. But what's the status of this stuff today? Like, is it still a big deal? Are there people? Oh, is I don't think it's Mr. Olympia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't think it's grown or shrunk any though. We just don't have. It's just like anything else. We don't have a celebrity, a superstar like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's it's hard to bring outside general interest into a sport uh without that because really i mean before uh, michael phelps i mean how many of us really paid attention to just swimming i mean hmm. not me yeah, oh, yeah so there's point. if you do a search for mr olympia i mean there there's photos up here of as recent as uh 2015 i don't see a 2016 but okay again some of these have to be photoshopped these can't be real <laughs> yeah some of it if you go to the official site you'd be uh. shocked at the ones that are real and also, <laughs> also, let me tell you something I've noticed that changed a lot since Arnold's time. Their little uh, banana hammock is about the size <laughs> of a freaking uh, uh, marble. I mean, look at that. There's nothing yeah, there. Uh, well, yeah. What what are we what are we doing there? That just doesn't seem right. But anyway, I'm looking right here. Uh, buy tickets now. Uh, where, where, is this in Vegas? Where do they do this? Doesn't say. I don't know, but they've really put way more Vegas. of an emphasis on. Um, Smiling, on smiling. being tan. Oh, I thought you were like, smiling. Oh, really? <laughs> like shoe leather. It looks like yeah. uh, tanned. Yeah, somewhere tanned during leather. the eighties, exactly. it got. I remember. I I I was exposed to a little bit during the eighties, and I remember that was like the big thing, getting really dark. Yeah. I mean, because that accentuates the muscles, right? It only makes sense. You you oil up and you tan, because those two things show definition in muscle. So, is it healthy? Heck no. Oh, I mean, look at it. These guys are monsters, dude. They really are. Monsters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the ones that are on the official site, which are real, that is just something else. Well, I'll tell you, this movie brought humanity to something that I had dehumanized, which sure. is this, this uh, pumping iron. So, I mean, mm-hmm. good good job on the documentary. So, apparently there is a guy who's kind of a superstar. I don't know his name. I'm trying to find it here, but he's in every photo I'm finding. Um, it, Big Ramy? Big Ramy? Big <laughs> Ramy. How do you how do you get to be Big Tony? I mean, in a in a group <laughs> well, of giant men. Did you, did you notice that? So when so the the movie opens with Schwarzenegger walking into Gold's gym, and he's like, "Oh hey, I'm a big, big, big Larry, big Larry, big Larry, 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 Tony. Larry, and then and then you realize, oh, he just puts the he just puts the adjective big in front right. of everybody's name there. Yeah. So it's it's not like that's really their official nickname. That's just uh, that's an I'm Arnold glad thing. because I was I was I was worried. Little Brian, little Tony, you. yeah, exactly. <laughs> little Tony, look at you, you're a little small. But, but you guys all noticed, right? He was a politician 30 years before. Oh um, yeah, he was actually oh, yeah, governor. That's a good like, point. yeah, for he sure. was wa- he was glad handing the crowd, ha- treating everybody as though he respects them a ton, mm-hmm. like. I I would love to go back in time and ask someone within ten years of this film, does this look like he's going to end up being a professional politician to you? Because the answer for me is yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. no, no one else in this movie has that sort of like charm. Yeah, no, right? no, for sure. He's got. I mean, yeah. Like I say, say what you want about Schwarzenegger. That dude, that dude was way more than just some bodybuilder man. He had he had about ten other factors at play that were going to make him 
part of our well, social lexicon for the end of time. So did you guys have a favorite slight that Arnold passed upon people? My favorite slight. My favorite one is. <laughs> oh, my favorite slight. Freaking yeah. bodybuilding so websites have auto-playing uh, videos. Anyway, go ahead. My favorite slight was when Arnold was having uh, was having breakfast with his uh, with Lou's dad and yeah. and Lou himself and his and his and his mom. And so, first of all, could anybody seem more uncomfortable than Lou at that point? I, I don't think oh, anyone's ever totally. been embarrassed of their parents more than Lou was at that point. But Arnold, before as he was leaving, he got up and he said uh, he you know he said all these nice things and he told Lou's dad that he he. Uh, he hoped he didn't screw up, screw Lou up again like he did last time. Huh. And I was like, uh, wow, he just undermined Lou's dad 100%. Oh. And, and, and like, the film ends, the film ends with them back together in the back of a car, like, right. uh, in the back of a bus. Uh, and, and Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno are acting like children. Yeah. And it's, it's really cute <laughs> yes. and fun and everything. But, in the midst of it, Schwarzenegger says to his mom, uh, she's going to hook me up with your sister. Like, <laughs> yes, what? exactly. Exactly. That, that was going to be my, my, <laughs> the greatest slight. Right. Uh, greatest yeah. slight. You're going to make taking, me a spaghetti dinner and cheesecake and then hook me up with your sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I could kind of see what people said that, you know, Schwarzenegger was kind of ruthless to yeah. Lou, but it was, it was so subdued. Yeah. yeah. He felt yeah. like he was, he thought he was being funny. I mean, right. I, I don't think he was meaning that much ill intent or whatever, but he also sounded like a 28-year-old cocky butthole. Yeah. Cocky right. butthole. And, <laughs> and I think probably in the in the the realm of bodybuilding in, nine, in the mid-1970s, what Schwarzenegger was doing was, you know, probably the, the most egregious offense of that sort of thing, of that heckling and that that giving somebody bad advice and putting them in their place and... Um, uh, doing a little psychological warfare with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So is this? I'm the... sure it's. I'm sure it's way worse today. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Are, are we in the? So we've seen a lot of Schwarzenegger movies. How's this one? Does this one rank anywhere? It's documentary style, so it doesn't matter. Like, where, how do we feel about it in the in the mix? I always come around to: Do I ever want to watch this again? And, <laughs> and then, and then, if, if yes, I ask the question: Do I ever want to watch this again with you guys? Mm-hmm. And I it's I'm a no on the first, so I I just don't think it's you know like it's not that it's like seventies porn only without the girls like it's just <laughs> you know like it just I don't know it's it's mm. crappy yeah yeah I think it's right I think uh, a documentary you get what you're going to get out of it right away I don't know if I'd rewatch any documentary because I feel like all right I've gotten what I need to get out of this right. I'll I'll rewatch entertainment but I don't know if I'll rewatch documentaries yeah interesting i will watch documentaries over again in very small cases as you know i'm i've seen uh all 18 hours of ken burns baseball documentary Mm -hmm. like five times now wow i love love it i love civil war i love so it's maybe it's a ken burns thing for me maybe his stuff is is infinitely rewatchable for me Uh, Mm -hmm. i won't say that's true for everybody but the only other case of it was um Errol Morris made a couple of documentaries. Uh, oh, I forgot the name of it. Anyway, it was a, uh, it was it was uh, McNamara, the Secretary of Defense during Kennedy and Johnson. And, oh, uh, what was the name yeah, of that thing? The Fog of War. Fog of War. I've watched Fog of War three times now, and I cannot get enough of that thing. So I think there there are cases like this, mm. but for the most part, I agree. Documentaries are not like a movie movie where. Um, if anything, documentaries are more like video games for me. Some games are lots of replayability, but they kind of have to be built that way. 
but there are some games where it's like a narrative, and once you're done, you're kind of done, and you never want to go do that again. Mm-hmm. You may have loved like it, to, but you don't want to do it again. I, yeah. Apparently, you also like Philip Glass music, and and who uh, who could blame you? Yeah, like, I, love, I love Philip Glass. I, He's great. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, people older than us watched Koyana Scotsy over and over, and I could watch uh, Hero Dreams of Sushi over and over because of the music. Yeah. And it's this other layer that a lot of things don't have, that that combining music with what you're seeing ken burns is a genius at it yeah what you're uh what we're talking about with this movie though a trope hey we got one trope alert that i can think of hold on this whole movie i gotta find it here it is the theme song title of the film oh my gosh (laughs) they ran the credits at the beginning with this pop it up and then they did it again on the end the exact same song yep yeah. Wow, and it plays throughout too. Like just yeah. the, the instrumental yeah, part uh, of that thing plays throughout. Well, hats like, off, wow. hats off to the intro though, because they had that weird 1920s uh, crappy <laughs> video of that guy working out. That was great. Right. Love, right. love, love that. Like more of that. In fact, that's really what I want here. I want a documentary. It's about the history of this, not just a couple of dudes. I want the whole thing. Where did this start? I'm looking online right now. I see pictures of like 1915. And some dude oh, wearing yes, like yes. a tiny little loin thing that's shaped like a leaf, and he's, you know, muscling out. And I want to know where no, that you started. The, you want the uh, the the guy in the striped onesie sitting on the beach lifting the barbells that are basically big black spheres on <laughs> opposite ends of a pole with you, his twirly mustache. You have his said it. Mustache. You have exactly said it. I want fisticuffs looking guys from that era <laughs> exactly. with those yes. horrible mustaches. Oh, I would love it. That's what I'm interested in. But to your point about rewatchable documentaries, I'll give you one that you'll never watch twice. And I think Randy's seen it, so I can least. name a bunch. Go ahead. For me, for me, it's uh, it's that um, uh, that Jesus That's Camp the, movie. I can't do Jesus oh, Camp. Oh wow, that was Too really harsh. really hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason it was such a raw, just turn the camera on and watch people be terrible kind of movie, and no commentary, no narrator, no music, and that made it even rougher. I think it's important viewing, but then at the end you were like, okay, I'm done with that, and I will never watch that again. (laughs) Did not like it. But, yeah, there's lots of – probably lots of those like that, but still a good question, and I bet we'll get emails, people saying, oh, the most rewatchable documentary ever is this one about Scientology or whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll share those emails on the other side, I guess. But but a lot of times, a lot of times, the point of documentary is to show you something that you don't want to see, mm-hmm. like that right. you you're going out of your way to not observe these things, mm-hmm. and you We're have trying to, to woke you. Yeah. Right? right. Every now and then, a documentary is a, a spot in your life where you stop and say, okay. I'm going to let this into my brain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Jesus Camp re- re- always reminds me of um, War Dance, yeah. which is about uh, victim, uh, orphaned victims of war in Uganda. Yeah. And right, it's right. horrific. It's really good, but, but horrific. You yeah. should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you don't need to see it a second time ever, and it, it says seared in your brain. Mm-hmm. But, like, so, I feel like documentaries can be more important than, is, than fictional films. Is there more of a controversial director of documentaries in our personal lifetimes than Michael Moore. Is, no, he's it. And I can't stand his documentaries. I cannot stand right. them. Because they feel very slanted, right? Because they well, not only slanted, feel, well, it's no, his not, style. His it's style his style. So it's style. his style okay. annoys me. He's a, he's a, he's a, I mean, yes, he's slanted. There's no question about that. But well, his, he try he tries to create drama sometimes to increase 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's part of my personality problem with him. He's just a dick. Like, I just right. can't stand him. I ugh, I hate his documentaries. And I don't really like, um, what's his name with his fast food? What's the deal? Like, <laughs> oh, uh, Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, I don't, I'm not into Seinfeld? that. Yeah, no, not Seinfeld. Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> I would watch a Seinfeld documentary in a heartbeat. I, uh, Morgan Spurlock. What's the deal with fast food? <laughs> Morgan Spurlock is our generation's, like, superstar documentary maker. Mm-hmm. And he really doesn't do much other than he's really good at looking at his own camera and talking. Yeah. Like that's his, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. he's got a, a knack for it's that. It's just not my thing. I, they're, they're doing this, do, the, this series on, on the media, this NPR show, or I guess it's not NPR technically, PRI, whatever it is. But they're, they have it in podcast form, and they're doing this series of interviews with, podca- or with um, documentary directors, writers, producers, that kind of stuff. And talking about the ones where, like recently, one of the really big, it wasn't Earth 2, but one of these big BBC nature documentaries looked like they had the most incredible footage of this rare bird or whatever it was and just can't get it anywhere. And then later they find out, no, that was captured and it was in some fenced in, you know, like like we, we make a lot of assumptions about documentaries when they show us something. We go, oh, well, that is a documentation of fact. And a right. lot of times it isn't. So it's a, so these this series is about the ethics of that and and what steps over the line and what doesn't. And and if you're under a budget constraint, maybe it makes sense to put birds in a cage, just not say anything about it. While others would advocate, you always say something about it. Like that's fascinating. That whole that whole thing because right. they are making something different. You're not making Back to the Future. You're making this thing where you have maybe a point you want to make. And if you fudge that just a little, you invalidate your entire point in the end, whether yeah. you like, whether, it, whether you really do or don't, it doesn't matter. Perception will kill you. Our, our expectation of most documentaries that we want balance and truth because we feel like it should be the truthiest truth there is yeah, when you're right. watching a documentary. Don't, don't play with me. Let us make the decision on, on right. which way we feel about it. Just present us the facts. Yeah. And right. you're not going to get that with Michael Moore. You're not going to get that mm-hmm. with, uh, bill maher you're not going to get that with you know a half a dozen conservative directors you're going to get that with usually it's the people who turn the camera on and let shit happen is the ones i trust mm-hmm. yeah or, or interview somebody <laughs> like that earl morris stuff i love it because it's just the, these incredible insights from the people involved that's it like there's no right. and here's what i think while i narrate half this movie away it's not like that <laughs> i really i really appreciate those now those can those also be you know, skewed or whatever. Of course they can. I mean, nothing, everything's suspect ever now, but still oh, you totally. try to, you know, you try to, and that maybe that's why I like the Ken Burns stuff. Cause in some ways, if I was 12 and you said, here, Scott, watch a Ken's Ken Burns documentary, I'd rather slit my wrists. That sounds Damn. terrible. How boring is this? <laughs> Cause there's no excitement. There's no, it's boring. But once you get to a certain maturity, you're like, Oh no, wait, this is, this is like historical. And here are some photographs right. and here's a letter and here's a, and that stuff just, you know, I mean, that's why he's probably the greatest documentarian of all time. I don't think it's weird to even say that. I think that's straight up the truth. Oh, yeah. I, I think a, a problem with Pumping Iron for me is that we've seen such good documentaries the last decade or two. Like the form has just taken way off. And and now people have seen Exit Through the Gift Shop and Man on Wire and and a, for, a, compare Bowling for Columbine, which is. Uh, honestly, uh, Michael Moore's best, uh, and and it's very well constructed. Compare it to Pumping Iron, <laughs> which I just you. How could you appreciate this? It looks horrible. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, some like a lot of the IMDb reviews are like, "Oh, it's the best bodybuilding documentary of all time." 
Well, he's low getting... bar set. I wrote... <laughs> <laughs> <Right. clears throat> so maybe there's not a lot around it, but <clears throat> there's a really good wrestling documentary called Oh shoot, something on the mat. Pumping chairs. No, it's Matt. <laughs> no. Folding chairs. Folding chairs. <laughs> on, on the mat or off the mat or something like the mat. Oh, something with that the sounds mat, right. Matt, um, whatever it is. I forget. I don't know. That's awesome. Like, Joey <clears throat> Image is yelling at the screen right now. I mean, there, I think there's no subject you couldn't do a great documentary on if you just have the right angles or whatever. This thing was just, we're a bunch of dudes putting oil <laughs> on, and when then we're going to go talk for a bit, and Arnold's kind of a dick, isn't he? Sure he is. Here's a deaf guy. We like it just wasn't it was <laughs> bodybuilders we like to sing and rhyme and song exactly it, right yeah it just came off as like well whatever it came off as 1977 that's what it did yeah. right 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 which is not I, a great year well i i will say overall with the documentary i enjoyed myself it enlightened me i didn't feel like i was jerked around very much uh some things were uncomfortable but maybe uh, because it, that those kind of muscles just freak me out a little bit. It doesn't seem natural. Yeah, uh, it's it's nothing against anyone if if that's what you're if that's what you're wanting to do. Sculpt your body like that, and that makes you happy. Do it. Yeah, go for but it. But for sure. for me, uh, I don't like seeing veins that close to the surface of the body <laughs> and that circumference and size. It right. makes me uncomfortable. Wait, you don't like a half inch in circum- circumference uh, boob vein? Is that what you're telling me? Okay, not. Not a fan. Yeah. yeah, Schwarzenegger and others, but Schwarzenegger mainly has a bicep on top of his bicep. Yeah, right. And yeah. you get to see it from certain angles, and it—I don't know why it grossed me out. It felt to me like he had an alien, a little like a, like he was a trill, <laughs> and that's where the alien was living in his yeah. body, like right inside <laughs> the symbiote the in his arm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the way it bulges out is not—I mean, I'm you know straight up, that's not normal. Like that is a thing you have to build up, make, and whatever. And I'm sure it helped right. him move a lot of furniture or whatever the hell good it does for him. <laughs> but, man, I don't want that Helps exactly. Pick up a maid. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of, like, you look at some of the middle, not middleweight or whatever they call. There, there's other c- categories, right? You don't have to be a right. giant muscle right. ball. You can be the these losers. kind of. Those, yeah, right. The losers. <laughs> they, that's where I want to be. And I don't, I don't mean right. anything we saw in this movie. But, like, some of these guys that just are in shape. Like, you know, Beckham looking shape right right and, th- take- and that's I, we relate that to to good health and i i don't think we think that these bodybuilders are necessarily in good health i mean they could be uh unlikely if you're abusing your body you're you're pushing your body beyond the points of when when your body says hey this is pain let's stop and you go whatever yeah that that's not healthy these guys all right? seem to be living i mean not that they sh- not that the percentage should be dead or anything but like wrestlers seem to die so early it seems like and they all head, have these issues injuries, and right? well yeah. football mostly football head in- so in football you got head, head injuries in wrestling you just have tons of heart attacks and like uh stuff related to injuries they've taken on the in the ring but also stuff to deal with their steroid use but with these these bodybuilder guys, you never hear about any of that. They all seem to be just moving along just fine. Yeah, you know, be, they all have weird right. boobs now, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're not dying of boob problems, so it's fine. Right. It's fine. Other than that, you're, you made it through. Good job. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> Clean on the other side. Do you get a reduction when you got something like that going on? I think you, I think you <laughs> yeah, can. There's, I think you do. Yeah, there's a bunch of, uh, let's see, New York City ad I found somewhere that was specifically for, it was a plastic surgery clinic just for guys like this. Oh, and women who wanted to go get reductions on stuff once they got you know you get older and it's just excess stuff and you don't need it so yeah cut it out i would too i mean i think i, I think i totally would and that one, one of those pictures yeah. i put in skype was a guy who needs it Did you guys see that <laughs> one 
Yeah, oh man, there is no shortage of photoshopped muscle men on the internet. Oh no, yeah. Well, even no. that one's that one's supposedly real and from some place where this guy needs help because none of that looks right. That looks. Did like... you have you guys ever watched there? There's a I've seen a documentary on um, steroid abuse and people's obsessions with uh, with shooting uh, you know the steroids strictly into the muscle and making them become totally exaggerated to the point they're just grotesque. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember if it was a TV series, but it was definitely a, a documentary style. But I remember thinking, wow, the, these people are obsessed and unhealthily uh, to try to get big uh, well, with working out yeah, and also at some, steroids. At some point, it's a body image problem for some. Right. I mean, it's not everybody, obviously. But mm-hmm. like, there's going to be some people, like any like anything, you just take it too far. And you know, whether it's you know women with eating disorders, men with eating disorders, whether it's mm-hmm. eating too much or not enough, or doing things welcome like to this therapy to your body. Thursdays. Yeah, here it is. Uh, thank you very much. Wendy will be here next time. Bye, everybody. All right, before we get to clips, uh, which are coming right up, I want to talk to you guys about Bombfell. They're an online personal styling service for men that helps find the right clothes for you. They definitely help find the right clothes for me. It's an easier way for men to get better clothes. Simple as that. I hate going shopping. Ask my wife. I freaking hate it. So I love what Bombfell does because they do all the work for me. After completing a very simple questionnaire, I and you will be matched with one-on-one people, a dedicated personal uh, stylist is their name. Uh, They handpick everything, all right? So you're working with somebody who knows style, not just you being like, well, I think that looks okay, like they know what they're doing. Your stylist will email you uh, his or her selections after you've had 48 hours or so to make changes or even cancel altogether uh you're in total control by the way which is nice and there are no fees when you sign up you pay zero dollars because there are no fees to work uh with them it's the only styling service that does not charge a styling fee or subscription fee you only pay for the clothes you keep bombfell is the only service that can make this claim which is awesome uh they're very convenient very straightforward completely flexible you can receive clothes every one, two, or three months, and you can pause or cancel at any time. Clothing is shipped straight to your door. No need to spend hours shopping at the store. Uh, it was very easy to sign up. Taking the uh, style quiz was simple. Uh, getting what I needed was fast and easy. And they sent me clothes that not only fit but look really good on me. My wife was like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, look at me. I went shopping. I kind of faked it a little bit and told her I went shopping. But I really didn't. It was all bomb fell. And it was really a great feeling. I opened up this pack package, tried everything on. Everything fit. The quality of the pieces was great. My kids were kind of impressed. Anyway, here's what I want you guys to do. We have a very special offer just for listeners of the show. For $25 off your first purchase, go to bombfell.com slash filmsack. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash filmsack. That's bombfell.com slash filmsack for $25 off your first purchase. Thanks again to Bombfell for supporting the show. I do have some clips if you'd like to hear them. They are uh, various. Oh, oh. There's not a ton, but there's some. Uh, here's a little narrator. I hope there's some grunting. There is a little <laughs> grunting. A little bit of grunting. Here's one. Here's the dude kind of narrating the movie. So here's him. Gold's Gym, Venice, California, where many of the best bodybuilders in the world come to train. He would just kind of come in once in a while and give you a little info. Yeah, it was very yeah. random. Yeah. And that Gold's Gym was like way nicer than Lou's panel trailer he worked out in. <laughs> Wooden, yeah, shag yeah. carpeting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That gave me the, maybe I grew, well, whatever. We all grew up, we would have been kids, you know, what was I, six or seven the year this right. came out? So for me, I would have, 
being in a room full of wood paneling and shag red carpet is creepy. I don't like it's it. It's sweaty. It just gives me bad feelings of that time. But I think it does because you look back at it today and and, and what people who have that today right. what that kind of implies. Yeah. They never they never they never got, you know, to fix it. They right. never got to update it. They're still stuck in Yeah, I think you're probably right. I hadn't thought of it that way. That's true. When it was in style, mm-hmm. who cares? But everybody now, had that. Yeah. You were downstairs playing Atari in a room that looked probably just like that. You were playing your wood paneled Atari. I yeah. Mean. And now, <laughs> right. and now, right. <laughs> and you're right, you're matching Atari. But if now, if you right. go into a home like that, you go into a basement like that, you're pretty sure someone's putting the lotion on the skin somewhere. <laughs> I really don't like it freaks me out i I was amazed in in that moment to see these shots of santa monica because apparently 40 years ago santa monica was a sleepy ocean town with not a lot of buildings and now like it was far away from los angeles back then now it is los angeles you can't get an apartment there for less than three grand a month like it it didn't look right to me at all looking back in time like this yeah I, i I don't know. I just it was something weird about how that scene was uh, out in the country on the beach. Sprawl is real, man. Get you every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's Arnold saying words for you. Here you go. Arnold Schwarzenegger, 28 years old. Take it back. This is not Arnold. This is that guy talking <laughs> about Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger, 28 years old, six foot two, 240 pounds. Mr. Olympia for the past five years. He is preparing to defend his title this year for the last time. I'd always assumed I was taller or that I was shorter than Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm actually two inches taller than him, and I would love to just stand next to him. Mm, that'd be fun. Right. That'd be one he's thing I'd have even, on him. He's probably even shorter now. Yeah, he'd probably all a little shrunk, right? We all shrunk yeah. a little bit. Actually, I'm closer to 6'3 these days than I am 6'4". <laughs> uh, Arnold, here's Arnold, and I don't know what he's saying. I mean, it's not any stranger as uh, going into a car and trying to go in, in a quarter mile five seconds. I mean, that's for me strange. What? So he's talking about so drag saying, racing, right? Well, he's talking yeah. about how people think that bodybuilding is strange, but for him, it's like, all right, well, this is normal to me, but I think car racing is strange. Oh, and for them to push, I get Plus, it. Plus, I could never fit in a car. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> or, or anything else. If you're a writer and you got to push through three chapters you're struggling with, like, it's right. just right. his yeah. It's his thing, right? Right. Yeah. I yeah. get that. Uh, here's, I just cut this out for fun. That's what we call the pump. I use that for a long time. <laughs> That's what we call the pump. Uh, sorry, but we have to play this is what I wrote. Okay. <laughs> Here it is. And I apologize in advance. Oh, but, uh, if you have kids, you know, you may have to explain yeah. this, I guess. I don't know if you even want to. You know parents. what? I played it. I played it out loud on my TV right in front of my seven year old. He had no idea that there was anything wrong yeah. being spoken Any, about. So. Seven. Yeah, you're fine there. I, I don't know if you got like a 12 year old you're worried about. There's it, maybe. a blissful innocence involved <laughs> with not knowing that. The extra meaning of the word my, that he says an awful lot. My yeah. seven-year-old is about on the same mental level as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Great. Well, here goes then. His philosophy about what it feels like to work out. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. <laughs> so can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming... Backstage, when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people, I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. Yeah. We, we, except for the cleaning bill. 
true. How much? Uh, <laughs> so what's funny is, and I didn't pick this up when I was watching it, but hearing hearing it in the podcast, I hear much more clearly the discordant music that goes on like he's in an acid trip. <laughs> yep, right. Like, it's like an 80s horror movie. Totally, what are we yeah. watching right now? Mm-hmm. All we need is the tom-tom. I love that stuff. All right. how? Sorry, but we have to play. Oh, I did that already. This is a little intense, I wrote. That was my biggest thing, you know, to go on a football field and be so feared. I wanted to be put in a cage, you know, and rolled out like a, in a circus, for, you know, big bars, you know, and with chains and everything, and then just hope like hell that everybody would just run off the field when they saw me coming. Jeez. That's some high-minded ideas about what you want to do. <laughs> I wanted to be basically the uh, monster in King Kong. <laughs> yeah, I really like King okay. Kong, and really, I just like to be the ape. So he, He's, he, he really, uh, it was sad. Yeah. I, the, it it, was. His, his whole yes. character was sad because you could tell he was tough life. And even after he lost, oh my gosh, his concession rant was weird. Yeah. Made me feel super sad. Yeah. yeah. And the guy that won, you could just tell, it's just kind of an a-hole. You know, yeah. well, got that's, that that's how you get to the top. But then again, these documentaries like reality TV, I mean, I, I, what an eye opener it was to have a editor on current geek whose editing work had just finished up on one of those housewives of Atlanta or somewhere. He mm. did editing work on, um, pawn stars and on what's the one where they, the storage wars ones. Yeah. Storage wars. He says in every single case, all of it is made. None of it is real. Right. Everything's crap. Even like Pawn yeah. Stars, somebody comes in going, I got this gun my grandpa gave me from the burp a dip. All of that Total stuff's work. crap. They call, they'll call somebody they found on Craigslist and say, bring your fake thing in here. We're going to have a little right. fun with it. They rehearse it. Right. Yeah. It's all crap. And then if it yeah. doesn't work, they say, all right, this time be rude to him. Okay. Film again. All right. Here we go. Now he's being rude. Like it's just, I hate knowing that, but also I kind of love knowing that. And he hated yeah, the, it. He was so glad to be done with that. He just kept telling. He's like, "Oh, I'm so glad to be out of there." He was the, sick of the it. worst for me was that uh, True TV show uh, Cheaters. Oh, because I, uh, I had a I had a friend who was cast as uh, the cheater mm. in in one of their sequences, and he just went. You know, he explained how they did the whole thing, and like he was so he wanted to be an actor, and he got you know. So they only hired people who had no credits because that makes it look more realistic, and so on. And I just like it made me so sad because yeah. it's such a disgustingly compelling show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hundred percent fake. Does it take? I mean, did it get him anywhere? Like, did he get any? No, oh, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. See, I always feel like those things are never going to get you anywhere because if they throw you under the bus and turn yeah. you into an evil character in your dumb fake show, well, it's not like suddenly, uh, hey, get him, hey, get him over here for the next Spielberg picture, see, man. Well, like- well, see, that's the thing. I mean, I think that there's different levels of it too. I think you can't just lump everything into it's all fake, it's all fake. I think that the Bravo stuff is elevated for drama's sake. It's scripted. It's meant not to look like it's scripted. And I think the Storage Wars and the the Pawn Stars and the um, I don't know History Ninja Channel Warrior. is that where? Yeah, History Channel's pretty bad. Yeah. But- but like something like Ninja Warrior is a hundred percent real. Yeah. There's no scripting at all. Sure. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's what I'm saying. Like the agility ones, the 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 you know stuff you see on Survivor that isn't the um, the drama that you see between them, which you can edit anything to make it look like there's drama between two people just by inserting silence from yeah. the other one after the other person says something. Yeah. Give give like a minute of silence to the other person just looking at them, even if they're looking at them saying something completely different. 
you you make them just kind of looking at the other person. Okay, there's drama between those two. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's there's absolutely levels of that. There's things you just can't fake. American Ninja Warrior is a great example. Sure. I think um, Amazing Race is like that. You know, Amazing Race is a good example of that. Yeah. One of the positive ones. Yeah. I yeah. Think. And I love that those exist because I feel like there should be more, and I don't know why there are not, but there should be more mm-hmm. of those. And it's fun to think when you start watching Amazing Race. The people making this show have no idea where this is all going. Like oh, the, how they, they're going to be portrayed, you mean? And yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And no that, idea. Yeah, there's something authentic about that, and I appreciate it when they do that. It's when I've got B-roll of someone making no face at all, but inserting it in with some really intense music because it makes it look like they're pissed, even though it was right. taken two right. days earlier somewhere else. Like I can't, I can't live exactly. with that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, here's a uh, what. I don't know what this is. Just put your face, just <laughs> hug him, you know, kind of sexy. Oh, this guy, the photo guy. Hold on, let me play that again. Oh, just put your, yeah. yeah. I'm going to play that guy one more time. Just put your face, just hug him, you know, kind of sexy. Ugh, gosh dang it. How could you? Nothing sexy with him in charge. I'm sorry. Oh, sex play. <laughs> now, that guy did just come off a porn shoot. Yeah. Like, right before he, really he was still in. He was just still stuck in porn mode. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, that's perfect. All right. Here's um, Milk is for Babies. It's real hard to hear this, but I... Oh, that was a good bit. I, that was yeah, wild. Here it is. Milk is for Babies. Milk is for Babies. Just so you guys drink know. Drink beer. Yeah, drink beer. Milk drink, drink, drink beer. Yeah. Milk is for Babies. All right. Lou... What? Here's Lou. Lou Ferrigno. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker. Mr. America and twice Mr. Universe... He's turned professional this year and is a contender for the Mr. Olympia title. And he's eating every pill we have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's estrogen knocked... you're taking there. Don't don't take that. Yeah. Just knocked over a vitamin cottage. <laughs> uh, here's, what's this threw up? Oh, him talking about barfing while he works out. I threw up many times while I was working out, but it doesn't matter. It matters. It does it matter. Right. It matters. It matters. We're, we're all in agreement over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you're wrong on that one. I think it does matter. I mean, it may not stop he, me from working out, but, you know. Yeah. And then he follows it up with his story about his mom calling and telling him his dad is dead. And he's like, whatever. I've got. Yeah. He, t- oh, he was like bo- almost boasting about. Yeah. Almost boasted about not going to his dad's funeral because he was too busy working on his. Right. Well, know, and but, here's the thing about that. If you look at the trivia on IMDb. He says that that was something that the directors told him to add because they wanted some more drama added to the thing. He says that I was there, you know, I visited my dad shortly before he died. I was definitely at his funeral. Um, We had a great relationship, blah, blah, blah. So uh, it's either him defending himself after the fact or or what's more believable is, you know, directors saying, Whew, all we do, all we have is a lot of footage of some guys getting oiled up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we either need to go full porn or get some other artificial drama in here. <laughs> exactly. So, when you was reading that trivia, did you see anything about Stallone applying for this role or anything? No. Was there any other people that considered no, for that no. part? There's no, no IMDb considered for this role information, which I'm, <laughs> which I'm really glad because I think that is, I really do think there's a concerted joke across IMDb where people put that in. <laughs> yes. I really do. I think really, it's yeah. It'd be really cool though if they said that they considered Arnold Schwarzenegger for the film. <laughs> right, they, right. That he, they 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 tested Arnold Schwarzenegger for this movie yeah. and decided to. They passed not on use Arnold him. Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno. No one knows why. 
Uh, something about water bottles, which to me look like big ball sacks. But anyway, here's the thing about water bottles. Ladies and gentlemen, the strongest man in the world is blowing up a hot water bottle. We put this line in later. It's not even happening live. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah, anyone for... even still use a hot water bottle? <laughs> thank you Does for stopping know? before the lie. He's he, The guy immediately after that says that it takes 600 pounds of pressure. Does not. No, it does not. I mean... I mean, it doesn't take a minimum of 600 pounds of pressure. 600 pounds of pressure would definitely blow up, would instantly blow up a hot water bottle. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I would love to watch something on the same couch as Randy sometimes, oh, just yeah. to hear him yell at the screen. Yeah. 600 pounds of pressure. Oh, it was no. ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Come I hate. On. I hate bad science. I hate when they don't like. Just do right. some. Do some, I realize in '77 it's not the same as 2017, where you got a lot of resources, but. Come on. Well, if you're going to give us a number, a, stick behind your it's number. It's absolutely incredible that you could generate the pressure to blow up a hot water bottle. Like, it is amazing. A, 150 pounds of pressure will do it. Like, that's that's an amazing number. Say that, and we're fine. Like, yeah. why lie? Yeah. Well, you need the extra. I mean, it's thicker. So you couldn't do it with – there. there is a certain level that, that you blowing air in that thing is not going to inflate it because the pressure – the um, – the well, thickness the average, of the walls of that thing are going to be right. Cheap. The average the average tire takes what like forty pounds of pressure. Right, PSI? and that's way thicker. Right. than uh, than a hot water bottle. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's lame. There there is a cutoff. I don't know what that cutoff is, but it's certainly not six hundred pounds of pressure. Well, it looked like a it looked like an infected taint to me. So <laughs> well, we, we have just we have just defined all kinds of facts on this show that are going to be debunked. Yeah, it's uh, I'm guaranteeing emails. I'm guaranteeing less than two hundred pounds of pressure. And and friends. Don't try this at home. No. Oh my gosh, oh, what a yeah. moron to yeah. try to do that. Yeah. You'll separate your your cheeks from the uh, the skin that holds into the. <laughs> oh you will my look like gosh. Armstrong for the rest of your life. Right? Oh, that grosses me out so bad. You know what just grossed me out the most in this movie? You saying that. That is oh oh, oh you've ever blown on a balloon so hard that kind of you feel that. Yes. Fe- oh, I hate that so bad. <laughs> Oh, that! Ugh. I was about to ask what the grossest thing in this movie was. Oh, so. That was probably <laughs> it. I was gonna, I was gonna tell you the grossest thing in the movie was just probably how the gym smelled, but that what you just uh. said is it. That's it. <laughs> uh, here's Lou's dad. You remind me what you're gonna show them, and then you go, boom, like you're saying, "Take a look at this hunk of man," something like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go, go with that. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> It reminds me of uh, was it is it Armisen from Staring Out Live that does those documentaries? Oh, uh, Fred Armisen, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He he sounded mm-hmm. a lot like him there, yes, like the one sound, of his characters. But but he looks like F. Murray Abraham. Right, right. True story. Hundred percent. Totally does it. A guy died in two thousand three. Just for the record. Okay. Uh, weird Arnold sound. Ah, oh. All right. There's that. <laughs> now that's him talking about sex. Right. Uh, I don't remember. Was, was him talking that to was the... him talking about uh, the guy that he told to to scream when he walked in there. So when he screamed, oh, when he yeah. raised his hands oh, right. up high, yeah. scream high. When he puts your hands down low, scream low. And then he demonstrated right. the sound. It was his interview with Waldo over there. There he said that. My guy yes. has the most <laughs> yes. Waldo ass shirt I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> one, uh, more weird Arnold sounds. <laughs> okay, some more of that. And then uh, Arnold thinks he's perfect. I don't have any weak points. I had weak points a few years ago, but the, my main uh, thing in mind is my goal always was to even out everything to the point that everything is perfect. Oh, good job, buddy. Right, right. Your, your maid will appreciate that one day. Trust ah. me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Watch where you're putting those weak points. Yeah, keep, nah. that, keep that weak point in your pants, buddy. Um, <laughs> and then we heard, yeah, we heard our porn music. I mean, this movie is full of this stuff, full yes. of that music. So, so is is porn music? Is it '70s cheap? made music is that porn music is that what we're defining or are we saying they also used porn music I'm, they use mm. no i think they use some of the same instrumentation that you get in porn music which is yeah, the right. the wah-wah pedal on the guitar mm-hmm. the really slow groove drums <laughs> groove drum. yep i think yeah. it's just a, a kind of music and they used it right or made it or whatever they did this is what happens when you lift too much weight. Pissed blood! All right, that's from last oh week. Oh, my gosh. What a callback. Yeah, good callback. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that means that it's time for this, everybody. Why? It's the film sack checklist. Porn music? Check. Tiny man wieners? Check. And long scenes with very oily men? Check. All right. All three of those made it. That's good. Trek stuff, there is none. There's no connections. Nobody went on to do anything in Star Trek, turns out. Uh, not Arnold, not Frigno, wait, not Wait, wait, what? Lou Frigno did Star Trek stuff. No, he didn't. Did he? Y- yes, he did. Uh, according to Daryl, he didn't, and I couldn't find it either. So, uh, go to the Wiki- If you go to the Wikipedia, he does some Star Trek things on Lou Ferrigno. So let me look it up real quick while I'll continue to talk, because I'm pretty sure. Oh, you know what? Star Trek continues. That was the... What TV is series. that? No, that's... That was 2014. Like a, what the hell was that? 2014. It's like a... Uh, like a fan made thing. Uh, further adventures oh. of the crew. Oh yeah, 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 that's what it is. He's in a he's in a fan film. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well it, it's still it's a loose, loose it's a fan trick. TV show. Yeah, right. I'm gonna. You know what? Aaron Gray was. I'm gonna say we can count yeah. it. Marina Sirtis was in it. Whatever. How do you say her name? Uh, somebody else that was big in this. A a loose trick connection. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Grant Grant Imahara is in there as Sulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Sulu mm-hmm. in that. All that right. Guy. And I'm pretty sure. Uh, Q's in it, isn't he? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, he's on the poster. I haven't, gotten, well, I haven't gotten to his name yet. He's on the poster here. <laughs> you think that's him? Hold on. Yeah, that's Q. That is straight up Q. Yeah, that is straight up Q, my friend. Uh, that is uppercase Q, not lowercase what? Q. That is. <laughs> We're only Q. paying what you to be in the connection. No John, no John Delancey listed. Weird. Yeah. We just need you for the poster. <laughs> how much for the poster mr delancey yeah. i don't know could you make change for 100 <laughs> 40 bucks i only have 39 we'll laugh off then that's what he. oh said. there he is he is yes he was in one episode in 2017 was he q in that no he was galisti galisti yeah g-a-l-i-s-t-i i'm gonna get paid like for that. spelling it makes it any better michael dorn was computer voice so <laughs> jamie bamber was in this as simone it's funny they get a lot of people it's almost like they went to a comic-con and filmed <laughs> they people probably did where's richard kind not richard kind yeah. Yeah, he was richard hatch oh he died i shouldn't say richard hatch. Oh, didn't yeah. he just die he just died he did yeah uh soundtrack great to give it a p for porn and uh <laughs> see so yeah twitter posts this is where you guys sum it up in 140 characters or less i think it would be wise to do as tradition dictates and start with randy pumping iron a PG-rated Debbie Does Dallas starring only men and one sad cheetah. Spoiler alert, yeah. the cheetah dies. Sorry, that's what happens when you lick Ferrigno. <laughs> okay, maybe licking Ferrigno's inner thighs was also gross. Maybe the that... The grossest thing in the movie, yes, exactly. Yeah, mm, Tastes it. like Mazzola. <laughs> oh, gross. Gross. Uh, Brian Dunaway. Uh, 
similar topic. I didn't uh, write a backup Twitter, so suck it. Pumping iron, like watching a guy getting his knees licked by a cheetah. What am I watching right now? Is this porn? I hate my eyes. <laughs> Team Deluxe Away rides again. Nicely done. <laughs> Finally, Brian Ibbett. Pumping iron. The feeling of watching film sack is the same feeling as having sex with a woman. There's a lot of frustration. There's some rewinding. And at the end, none of us have any idea what we're doing it for. <laughs> woman. Nice. A woman. A woman. All right. Well done. Uh, time for this. Alternate titles, everybody. Uh, Arnold is kind of a dick and or there's the beef. Get it? Instead of <laughs> where's the beef, there's the beef. Uh, I got a couple emails. One is uh, somebody who wants to saddle right up to Dunaway and tell him you've got a friend in Australia. Sydney, in oh, fact. Oh, you got a friend. This is Simon Foster who says, his last name is uh, Australian for beer. The beer, right. Uh, I'm with Dunaway, a quarter-ton animal with the brain the size of a walnut. No, thank you. Cheers. Simon Foster <laughs> from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> Not a fan of horses either. Uh, good job. Yes, agreed. Your horse movie hate really permeated the the community. This week. It, it's more polarized than I thought it would be. Yeah, it really are, is. Yeah, flipped out. I like this. Uh, I like this fraction ton measurement too. Like I just realized I weigh a tenth of a tenth ton. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I weigh a tenth ton. That's a pretty ton. good way of doing it. I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> Uh, another email from Andrew Bradford who says, uh, Hey, film sack crew, let's cut the crap and get right to it. Adventures and babysitting is an ideal movie to sack. Ooh. It's currently available on Netflix stars, the beloved Elizabeth shoe and has a great soundtrack and tons of material for a great episode. Please consider it. Otherwise keep up the great work. Andrew Bradford yeah. has Ooh. Vincent D'Onofrio is the first Thor on uh, film. Nice. Lo love that movie. So I would love to hate it. I I've never seen it. Never saw it. Oh, really? Okay, yep. well, then that answer, I could have sworn we'd done that for film sack. So, no, great, let's put it on the list. Feels okay. like it was on at one point and then got moved or something because it yeah, dropped. So. Yeah. yeah, so we should totally do right. it. I know a lot of people look to that one as one of their big you know, movies growing mm -hmm. up. I just, for whatever reason, never saw it. So it's time to see yeah. it. Let's a very go. young Penelope and I mm -hmm. have it on DVD. Special Ooh. features and all. Fancy. Well, is it? Pay but off. it is streaming, right? So I mean, we would be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if it's streaming right mm -hmm. now, we should do it. Well, it's as long as it's got a long, you know, decent lifespan. Uh, so on the on that subject, uh, you know, like in in some ways, Netflix having more and more original programming, and and some of these networks, like recent, most recently Disney, not renewing their contract and deciding to take Pixar and Disney animated films specifically not so much not necessarily marvel or star wars yet but anything disney and pixar they're moving to their own streaming service and um cbs says that they're all access thing and hbo go of course and everybody you know everyone's kind of got their thing now and they're starting to splinter off and that's interesting for us because mm. we now i'm you know the yeah. one place where you kind of get everything is is slowly not having everything they're having you know, amazing content and have never been better in terms of their stock and all that other stuff, but they're just not necessarily going to be the landing place for every movie we I, ever want to see. I'm seeing a lot of stuff moving to Hulu. I noticed it's about Splintering a, over to Hulu, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a month mm -hmm. ago. Their movies have increased exponentially. Or even Amazon. Yeah, and they're like, getting better you know. stuff, too. I mean, there's yeah. well, Netflix is focusing so much on their original content, too, that that's, that's also mm -hmm. making, it feels like it's making less room for the 
mm-hmm. for the classic films on Netflix. Part of so it's, maybe that's part a- of it's smart though, because if Netflix doesn't do this, then this is happening whether they do it or not. So yeah. everybody yeah. else wants to be their own Netflix. It was only a matter of time before they got the wherewithal to do it. So now they're doing it. You suddenly realize, oh, Hastings and crew over there at Netflix are actually pretty smart to have invested this way. Elsewise, they would be just a place that's losing titles instead of a place that has. And those CBSs and Disney, they'll be back. I hate to Mm -hmm. tell them, but exclusively trying to stream on their own area is not going to work for consumers. Disney maybe. Disney maybe though. Like it works for HBO certainly. So Disney has spent the last decade buying up every major uh, kind of IP. Like they right. (laughs) They could. But I'm not going to. But I can tell you, they they may be able to do it, but. As far as I go, I'm not going to pay another seven ninety nine, ten ninety nine for Disney by mm-hmm. itself. If that's if that's their plan, ain't going to work. You would if you had a, yeah. if you had two to seven year old kids. Like you, you'd make perfect sense for you to say, "Oh, there's this right. Disney app, and my kids only have that, and it's all cartoons, and it's all but Disney XD." That and- may be fine and all, but I mean, I've got to think that the lion's share of the Disney fans with children as well is going to be my age because Disney meant a huge something to us during that whole Aladdin, Lion King, all those movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you're going to convince every upcoming kid that you're the place. If it's a five, yeah. it's a not five a month. Bridge. If it's four ninety nine, five a month, six a month, something like that, I'll do it. If it's, and if it's like an add on to Amazon prime or something, I'd totally do it. If it's, 12 15 f off i'm not doing it right <laughs> well that's where exactly that's where the, the line has to be drawn um yeah it might not be a bad idea for a, a poll at some point on the film site site to say all right what other streaming service do you own and then we we start integrating maybe if hulu's the second highest streaming service that our listeners have maybe we start integrating stuff from there as well sure i'll bet it ends up being amazon numbers wise i'll bet that's where most well just everybody has prime and or a lot of people have prime i should say Mm -hmm. but that's Mm -hmm. also much more of a u.s thing so yeah there's there's questions maybe a survey would be a good idea i like that actually we'll Mm -hmm. we'll put one together we'll put it out there and let you guys. Uh, well, I've, kind meantime, of, I've kind of accidentally locked us into it, haven't I? By right. Right. You kind of have. <laughs> by suggesting it yeah. on and, the show. Nicely done. In the meantime, we're not going to stream something next week at all, are we? We're going to uh, go offline. No, next oh, week yeah. we're here, I thought, aren't we? Next well, no. We're yes, going no, offline gonna... for our video. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we're gonna oh, watch oh. We're going to watch a, a DVD that Adam Harris sent us called Strange Brew. That's right. We're finally getting to it, Adam. You can breathe easy if you're still listening to the show. It's been a long time. <laughs> you hoser. Yeah, you hoser. Uh, yeah, I heard, I just heard an interview with Rick Moranis uh, like two days ago. I, I mean, I thought what? he was totally done and out, but apparently he's been doing stuff in Canada and mostly yeah. raising his kids, and there was no controversy. There was no Hollywood is killing yeah. me. It was just him going, I'm having kids, and I'd like to spend time with them and not do this. That was he it. He took a break, right? Didn't, did, he, did, he, did he lose his wife, and he took a break to be no, there for his no, kids? Or am I thinking of someone else? No, but, he's still, his wife's there. He's there, happily right. married, great kids are all growing up. Like he's He seemed the most stable dude I've heard on a radio show in a long time. So yeah. I don't think, I think I had a narrative in my head that things, you know, the Hollywood was just a big poo hole and he, he had to get out or, you know, cause he couldn't stand it. And he's like, no, I just, you know, I wanted to raise my kids. Right. I wanted to be here for him. Yeah, I, had, yeah. I had enough money. I was making Ghostbusters money. So I was special fine. feature on this DVD, uh, the animated adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> I watched oh, that when it aired. I watched that mm. when that aired, dude. Isn't that funny? I was so into it. I was so excited when it aired, and then it didn't last, but I loved it. 
I was a huge Bob and Doug McKenzie fan. So this is very exciting. I've seen this movie like 18 times and I am happy to watch it again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Brian, uh, you know what to do. Or Dunaway, rather. You know what to do with your disc. You know what to do. I'm doing it. I'm I'm shaking Uh, my disc and I'm playing it. We all have the disc, but I need a special version for what I do. But anyway, um, yeah, thanks for that, Adam Harris. And uh, we'll, Adam, right? Adam. Adam? Adam. 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 Yes. Adam. Adam, 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 Adam. Uh, we'll get to that and many other DVDs in the future. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's it for that. That's our next film mm-hmm. next week. Strange mm-hmm. Brew, everybody. Yep. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on the web, filmsack.com. You can uh, leave us emails, filmsack at gmail.com. And if you so want to, you can send us like an attachment. We'll be happy to play it on the show as long as it's not dumb or too long. <laughs> We'll take wow. where we got. Yeah, that's right. Better not be dumb, though. You can also find us on Twitter at FilmSack. And uh, that's it. Thanks for everything. Oh, and leave us reviews wherever you get your podcast because that helps us out in lots and lots of ways. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Render. Mm. We'll see you next time. It's <laughs> cheetah looking good. Coming. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. No. No. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's what we call the pump. <laughs> <laughs>